Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. What's up? Today, we are continuing our series on Enneagram paths. We're talking about paths in a different way than have traditionally been talked about. Traditionally, they're talked about as your stress path and your growth path, and these are the arrow lines of the Enneagrams. When you see the little diagram, it's the arrows that, the numbers that are connected through those arrows. And traditionally, it has talked about you have a number you go to when you're under stress and a number that you go to when you're growing. And unfortunately, that's caused a lot of confusion for a lot of people of like, well, am I, what if I, I feel like I take on healthy characteristics of my stress number? And what about... Like, am I not supposed to be my, my, my number when I'm healthy? And what I thought there were good things there. (laughs) And so I I think that's just a really confusing way to talk about it. And certainly we may move into a different set of our personality when we're under stress or when we're growing, but I think it, it's more like moving and adapting throughout the day as we need to, or in a season where we really need to lean into a different side of our personality in order to grow or adapt or just survive. Mm -hmm. So today we are talking about type eight paths and the two different sides of the type eight personality. So the paths of type eight are five and two. So For eights that take the path to five and lean into this whole other side of their personality, they grow in balancing their impulses to jump into action or versus just completely withdrawing. So the eight tendency is they just jump. They decide they want to do something. They they think about it strategically. They take a minute. They think it through and they're like, yeah, I know what I want to do. Okay, let's do it. Once they've made a decision, they don't spend a lot of time waiting around. Versus Mm -hmm. a five does not want to make the wrong decision. So they wait a very long time. They do a ton of research before they take action. So there's, there's benefits to both of those things. And as you're either a five leaning into eight side of your personality and growing in that tension or an eight leaning into the five side of your personality and working through that growing and being able to utilize both of those things just makes you a a more well-rounded person and a better leader. Yeah. As eights move to five, they may go to five as a refuge in response to stress in order to rest and get some alone time. And for the eight that is always on the go and always doing and really struggles in some ways to prioritize taking time for themselves to rest or play. They, they work very hard. They work hard, play hard, but they don't rest. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like the quiet time. Yes. It's more like, mm-hmm. let's have fun now. Yes. So they may move to five. Like if, if something uh, dramatic happens and they have a lot of emotions to process through, if they're processing through disappointment, if they're processing through, um, if, if, you know, a world event happens and COVID hits or Russia invaded Ukraine or like they may just take the move to five to process, to like take a step back from life and process how they really feel about everything. Take a more analytical approach to life rather than action oriented. Hmm. Do you think that's like a move that they feel like very comfortable with or is there like guilt involved in that? And no, maybe I, I only ask that question because I'm a three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I think 
I think it's it's very natural for eights. Okay. I think a lot of eights have a, a very five-sided of their personality that most people don't tend to see um, outside of just a more uh, skeptical, analytical like side, especially depending on how much they enjoy research or learning new things or like intellectual debate, you know, the, the eight is called the challenger. So they love like ideas. They love breaking people's boxes, pushing people out of their comfort zones, freeing people from oppressive limitations. Mm -hmm. So they, they have a very intellectual side that that side of their personality, it's, it's not exclusively the five side of their personality, but that's a part of it. They, they utilize that gift for resourcefulness and synthesizing information in order to be like really effective at debate and um, having mm. conversations about ideas and challenging thoughts and ideals. Yeah. For an eight, depending on how extreme it is, if it's just like through the normal course of a day, they – something happens and they withdraw for a little while, they may not have any guilt about that. They may not even realize that it's happening. It may be right. a very subconscious, like just I'm going to pull back mm -hmm. and hunker down and find like rest. And I that, that choice or that tendency to go to five, because it might not be a choice, is still a very like it's it's a strong decision to, mm -hmm. you know, introspect and yeah. go to that place. So I think the only reason I'm like trying to like relate to it and it, it's just coming from a different place, but like as a yeah. three, it's like when I go to like the nine and become more apathetic, there's like a guilt involved. So I guess Ooh. that's why I was like wondering if it's a similar dynamic for yeah. the eight and the five. Yeah. I, I actually wonder about that. Um, uh, one of the points I have here is, you know, eights moving to five can grow in self-awareness by taking the time to be introspective and become more aware of what their needs are and then set boundaries to protect themselves. Mm. So eights tend to protect everyone but themselves. They are very focused on protecting other people, keeping people safe, empowering others, working hard. And they do really care about being powerful and successful. They want to mm -hmm. be respected. Mm -hmm. but protecting themselves is it, it, it it's an admittance of weakness mm -hmm. so they they'll they don't want people to think that they can't take the punches or yeah you know and so moving to five becoming introspective realizing they have needs and um mm -hmm. setting healthy boundaries in order to protect themselves yeah. i would i would think there'd be a lot of guilt there yeah or just or just inner struggle yeah. Maybe yeah. feeling like this isn't, this isn't my usual go-to. Maybe yeah. just like that same confusion like we were talking about with um, the seven and the, the seven and the five. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of similarity there because, yeah. yeah. So the eight leaning into the five side of the personality can grow in developing their analytical skills and taking time to think things through before jumping into action. And they tend to grow in self-regulation and moderation. They also can have a tendency to feel stuck at five and become frustrated over the inaction. They may feel more cynical than usual and use sarcasm as a defense mechanism, which they it's already tend to, but it, it can just become a little 
a little a little more a little more cynical. And maybe that's where that's always coming from. Maybe that's just the five side of their personality. Yeah. Um <laughs> and they may become even more prone to being slow to trust others and and put walls up and and struggle to engage in new relationships and in community. Mhm. So for eights that take the path to two, which is so interesting because five <laughs> and two are such different numbers. Eight and two yeah. are such different numbers. Yeah. So talking about that dynamic of an eight is connected to five and two. And they're both like equally sides to their personality and just how beautiful and dynamic that is and just how rich like mm-hmm. those people are and how much people tend to minimize them. Mm-hmm. And so for eights that take the path to two and lean into this whole other side of the personality, they grow in engaging their empathetic and compassionate side. They tend to become more aware of their need for appreciation and they grow in a healthy balance between empathizing with people and becoming considerate and aware of others' needs and being aware of what their needs are and assertively asking for that. So twos naturally are very aware of the needs of others, not super aware of their own needs. But even if they are aware of their own needs, they really struggle to ask for them. And eight may not be as aware of their needs. They may be less empathetically attuned to the needs of others, um, even though they are considerate of other people, a lot of times from a protective standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they grow in being able to it's naturally if they they want something they just ask for it there's they're they're just direct people and so the two moving to eight grows in the ability to assertively ask for what they want and need the eight moving to two grows in their awareness of what they actually need and what other people need that's surprising to me because i feel like twos don't know what they need i think Or maybe they know what they need, they just don't want to ask for it. I think that's usually the case. Okay. I think that they, or at least they, they, they are aware of their emotions around, that they have emotions around wanting something. They just don't tend to validate those emotions. Right. They just think, oh, I'm not important. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I don't want to bother anybody else. Or if I really this, want this, or... I can't ask for it directly. Right. Whereas an eight... Like, they want other people just to know their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And for an eight, it's... They, they don't know their emotions, typically. But if they want or need something, they just ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they also may have a tendency to take on the two's impulse of giving or caring for others as a way of communicating how they want to be cared for. A lot of books phrase this as giving to get, and I hate that because um, mm. I think it so minimizes. Do you feel like it's more like, of like setting the example of like maybe like trying to like help guide people in yeah, how well, to? Yeah, well, if twos feel, like, twos feel like they'll be loved for being caring and loving Mm -hmm. so a lot of times they will love people in the way 
that they want love expressed to them. You know, which is the golden rule. Why Why shouldn't they think that? Because that's literally the first thing do that to others. they that's taught us in to do unto you. Yeah. daycare. Absolutely. <laughs> so they're just doing it. They're just they're just following through. <laughs> um, we really we really set them up for disappointment there cuz most wrong. people just don't know how to reciprocate well. Yeah. But it also helps if the two's like, "Hey, for my birthday, I want this." Exactly. <laughs> and so, and I think that's that's hard, especially I think 8s and 5s I think perceive that as passive aggressive or manipulative when they really just want people to be direct. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really hard um, because mm. twos are just trying to be loving and caring. And so they're caring for people, but there isn't ten, there. Then there's a pure motivation. And then there is that underlying motivation of maybe if I care for this person, then they'll, they'll love me this way yeah. too. Yeah. It's not necessarily like, uh, they're not, they're not trying to be manipulative. No. They're just... It's not conscious. Yeah. Like, they're just, you know, loving someone and just hoping that they'll notice is kind of like yeah. what what I hear. Yeah. And then sure. it just kind of sucks that people don't know how to, one, like, look and observe and see that um, and appreciate it and then go even further, reciprocate that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I feel like in our society, yeah. this day and age, everything is, you know, send a request, you yeah. know, be upfront, give, give me your Amazon wish list. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there, there are people who thrive on the subtlety mm. of, of kindness. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very valid point. It's, it's an interesting I don't know. I just... It's an interesting dynamic. That's something that just, like, caught my imagination. Yes. Yeah. Of... Is something lost in being direct? Or is it actually... Is is there more lost in assuming that others will pick up on nuances? Well, that's it for today. That's Type 8 Pass. If you enjoyed this episode, if um, you learned something new, let us know. Um, you can listen in the comments or follow us at Originality Podcast or my personal Instagram at Just Loves Personality. And uh, leave a review on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'd like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever become original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.